0: Hi, this is Seth. I'm here for The Big Question. With uh, Jamie again, obviously. Hi. And Mark Harris, who is an independent midwife. You'll remember him from episode nine. Today's big question is this. Is breastfeeding just for mums? Good question. Well, obviously, yes.
1: In one sense.
2: Right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, of course, we're called mammals because we feed our babies with our mammary glands, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's only women that can do that. So there's, there's one very real sense in which breastfeeding is just for mums because yeah. it's, it's their mammary glands that are doing the feeding. That doesn't mean that, that men whose partners have made the choice to breastfeed shouldn't be completely involved in the context of supporting that choice. Right. Without a doubt, yeah, yeah.
2: Is I mean, and, and I guess another thing is like a lot of men can feel as if they, they just can't do anything when it comes to. But there's a lot of you know we were talking before. There's a lot of things that men can be doing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I mean, we we spoke we, we spoke about all the practical support that a man can offer because the woman will be tied up breastfeeding for quite long periods of time the baby will appear to be at her breast for protracted periods of time so in terms of the practical support I think there's something more fundamental that he can do before the baby arrives so there's evidence that suggests when a man uh, learns about breastfeeding learns about the physiology of lactation begins to understand something about some of the issues that can arise with breastfeeding that the longevity of breastfeeding the length of time a woman feeds is increased when a man is informed and educated there's evidence from australia and brighton that uh, women breastfeed for longer when, when a man has some education around breastfeeding. Really? Yeah. But why is that? Like, why? Well, I've got some theories. Mm. I, you see, a woman, when she's breastfeeding, she'll see multiple professionals who will all give her some advice. And, le- and let's be frank, she's probably going to get loads of conflicting advice. Yeah, tell me about oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. Sometimes some things some midwives say, I wonder whether they fucking understand the physiology of lactation at all yeah. because their advice doesn't seem to fall in line with how physiology works. But do you think that's a bit of box ticking when it comes to uh, Yeah, like, to, to, to some extent. And, hmm. and some midwives maybe don't get the physiology of lactation. I'm sure most of them do. All right, Mm. But some don't seem to. So a woman is confronted with conflicting advice. Use nipple shields. Don't use nipple shields. Put the baby down. Pick the baby up. So she's constantly being told by different professionals about what she should and shouldn't do. What a well-educated man can offer is that kind of buffer, that constant source of support who is reinforcing the education that they both kind of had together. Right okay. you know, so a woman is understanding how breastfeeding works, what can happen with breastfeeding, what kind of support is needed he 's had a similar type of education he understands the physiology of lactation, therefore he understands the difference between you know, advice that 's going to support that and advice that 's not right, yeah, so he yeah. becomes a constant, trusted uh, support in that in that context. so the evidence suggests breastfeeding goes on longer when men are involved. So, breastfeeding is definitely should involve the male partner without a doubt.
2: And during, like, not just before the breastfeeding, but like during when women are in the process of breastfeeding, what can men be doing? Because it's, it's very easy to go, Well, I can't do anything now. I'm going to sit down and watch TV yeah. and not really do uh, you know, I, I,
1: anything. I, I, I got it. And, and I've spoken to a lot of men that are really. Telling their part or encouraging their partners to give the baby a bottle Mm. because they want to be involved in that feeding process. I mean, one of the things I say in that context is is baby massage is such a really cool thing for a man to do. And of course, when the baby isn't feeding, a man can offer his child a, a massage, which is a really cool thing to do.
0: Because that's good for the dad as well as the
1: and the baby. Yeah. It's
0: like a, a bonding kind of thing, is it? Yeah,
1: really? it can't, but yeah bonding's a bit of an old-fashioned word right. in the birth world, but it's still you know you, you know it's still kind of common vernacular. But yeah, the idea of that kind of sense of bond that develops in the context of massage. Mm. You've heard of mirror neurons? Have you uh, mirror neurons, neurons in neurof- yeah, neurophysiology? Of oh, yeah, we're, we're well, <laughs> well versed in the, uh, <laughs> well,
2: mirror neurons. Well, <laughs> We were just talking about mirror neurons. Uh, well, we, we were just talking about mirror neurons. We were just yeah. we were saying how great they are.
1: Well, we, we catch each other's mood. right? right and there okay. does seem to now be some physiological component to that. So when, you know, when you're experiencing a certain sensation in your body, I may well be feeling something similar to it. Mm. And there is some evidence that there is a physiological reason for that. Uh, in the context of mirror neurons. So when you're massaging your baby, there is a transference going on. There is this sense of connection and it might be more physical than we've actually realised until very recently. Okay.
2: So, what, so how does that, about how can men use that information to kind of support their... Yeah.
1: When the baby isn't at the breast yeah. and doesn't want to feed, I think that gives a man an opportunity to be holding the baby, mm-hmm. to be putting the baby against his skin, yeah. to whip out his his Velcro T-shirt, <laughs> whip it open and get the baby inside there. Bondaroo, dad, The uh, Bondaroo, but dad get it on. <laughs> yeah. Um And also back to the, the issue of massage. I really do think it's an undervalued thing. The other thing I think is really potentially quite important is, is, is baby wearing.
2: Okay. Get
1: yourself a sling and wear the baby at every opportunity. You see, I, I when we were hunter gatherers, we probably spent a lot of time carrying our babies around. We were nomadic. We spent thousands of years being nomadic hunter-gatherers. It wasn't until we started to grow vegetables that we started to place ourselves into one place. And and wheat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, We haven't domesticated us. Exactly. I've read... You Sapiens. I've read Sapiens. "Sapiens." What a fantastic fucking book. Yeah. Until I read that book, I didn't realise there were six species of humans on the planet at the same time. We conquered all. Yeah. Probably, because of our ability to hallucinate a non-physical reality and enrol other people into that reality. Yeah. But yeah, so we were probably carrying babies for thousands of years. So this revival of sling-wearing is a really good thing for a man to do.
2: Did you see about the... Um, my parents were actually telling about me about this, that the woman who was um, kicked out of the VNA for breastfeeding... Really? When recently. was that? In a few weeks ago. Really? Um, yeah, she was in a museum full of, like, naked statues... And she was breastfeeding and um, the, some people complained and got shitty about it. And the security kind of asked to look. The V&A
0: have apologised since. Oh, it's funny because you, you get these stories that come out every so often about... like, I remember one a few years ago where a lady was like, asked to leave a, a swimming pool or something. Mm. And, you know, if it like... I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time. But, like, they cause such a furore when, like, they become, like, n- big news. I'm yeah. surprised that people just, like, continue to do it. Well... What she said was that, she said
2: the reason it's important is that embarrassment about breastfeeding is one of the most common reasons that women give up.
1: So I think that was her kind of, you're shaking your head there, Mark. You don't well, I, I, we, I started being a midwife over 25 years ago and the rates around breastfeeding haven't changed much. Mm. The initiation rates have gone up from 61% to 81%, but that's probably because we now count it. So if a baby looks at the breast now, someone will tick oh, yeah, initiated. Mm. Right. Um, but in terms of the women that are still breastfeeding, are at six months and six weeks, the rates haven't changed in 20-odd years. Right. And at a year, we have the lowest breastfeeding rates in the world. In the UK? I, 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 Yeah. Really? In terms of longevity of breastfeeding rates, right. at, at a year, the UK breastfeeding rates are the lowest in the world. Right. And there are all right. kinds what, of economic reasons what's, for
0: that. Yeah, right, yeah. So I was going to ask. Yeah, there's
1: cool. all kinds of economic reasons for that. I mean, it, it, often a woman has to chooses to go back to work because we need two incomes coming in. Right. And a woman who is solely breastfeeding and trying to work full-time, it's that's a challenge in, in anyone's... Well, I thought form. the US would be worse then for that because
0: they go back yeah, much quicker, I don't know.
1: No, apparently not. We've got the you know, add, add a year. So that's... The, Breastfeeding for a whole year. So but do you think? Do you think it's because
2: it, there's a bit of a stigma attached to um, women breastfeeding kids over a certain age? Yeah, I right? think is it, there is. And I think it's quite British to be a bit prude about it. And yeah. Like, oh no, can't can't kind can of do that. Like when we were talking about it, even like just uh, my, my family and I were talking about this woman because my dad and my mum and dad happened to be at a VNA when this went and she really? they saw the woman. And I think it was a, a, a really? bit of an yeah, and they, it was a Weird. bit of an old, it was an older yeah. baby. And so I think that's why people were getting a bit weird about it. But Was it, an, and was it, it a baby actually, or
0: was it actually like a young adult? No, it was a baby. Was a baby <laughs> Do you know like the, the Guinness Book of
1: Records? The longest breastfeeding is a Polish chap of 19.
0: Whoa. It's yeah. like that David
2: Walliams sketch with Bitty, isn't it? From Little Britain. I,
0: that's just made me... Yeah, it is a bit like that. Yeah. But it's just... And um, Game of Thrones. Yes. And that kid, um, Ge- Alice actually teaches... who used to teach that kid. There we go. Uh, but I was going to ask, like...
1: Game of Thrones? Did, yeah. I've, I've seen all of that. I didn't remember that bit. Yeah, there's a, there's a kid in the in Eyrie, the that... Um, is it called the Eyrie? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is, that,
0: that um, high up.
1: Oh! With like a big hole in oh, the Oh, with a hole in the yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah no, I saw that yeah, bit. Yeah. I think it is controversial. Uh, some uh, women feed their child up to three. Mm-hmm. You know, three or four. My, my wife, uh, late wife fed one of our children up to 18 months, which was considered unusual.
2: That's it. I mean, even in the, the, the discussion that we had between my you know members of my family, it definitely split opinion. You know, it was never seen as something wrong no. at all, but it was it's just it weird, there was definitely a, well, it was just a, definitely a discussion that we it, had. It, it, it's it's like, only
1: it's only weird weird because of our cultural patterns. Let's be is honest. it
2: weird or is it just a bit? Yeah, I guess it's a cultural thing. You yeah, don't, I mean, there's a, a, see a, it a lot. There's, so there's a calling, growing
1: number of women that are now own, owning up inverted commas to having orgasmic experiences when they breastfeed. And that's a whole... Two- Is that where we draw the line? No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, if you think about the hormones responsible for female sexual release, it's the same family responsible for birth and it's the same family... of hormones responsible for breastfeeding. Body oxytocin again. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah. Oxytocin. oxytocin and prolactin. So women having an orgasmic response to breastfeeding kicks in all kinds of taboos about paedophilia and ridiculous stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a physiological phenomenon. Women orgasm giving birth. Mm. I've had women say to me, Is it all right if I masturbate? What? While they're in the when they're labouring. I've had at least four women in my career say, Are you comfortable with me masturbating? and i said it's all right, as so long as it's not the extended role of the midwife oh <laughs> yeah yeah but but it makes total sense because when if a woman is experiencing sexual release in the context of giving birth it yeah. makes sense hormonally yeah and for those women it is what they wanted for me it's it, for me the key is understanding that there's no morality in nature we invented morality with our neocortex sure. and our ability to speak language so for me it's about not judging another's choice so yeah. if someone chooses to formula feed that's their choice so yeah. long as they've got good unbiased information which is very hard to do these days with yeah. the machiavellian formula companies who are very good at manipulating information in order to influence our choices yeah. but so long as people are making informed choices why not feed a baby in public yeah. Yeah. i
0: Either. think we i think we um on this podcast we subscribe to that Beautiful. Definitely, yeah. No right way, right?
1: Yeah. Sorry? There's no right way. No, 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 obviously. Yeah. No, no. And but, I think. Sorry, go on. No, go on. I was going to
2: say breastfeeding in public. I think that's, you know, I think, I don't think there should be any sort of taboo about that. I think it's no. a woman can breastfeed wherever. I, I don't even think that's that controversial to say that. I think just, yeah. that's just. No, absolutely. Okay, last, last thing to end on. Have you tried, uh, Seth, have you tried Alice's breast milk? Yes.
0: And what did it taste like? Um,. You know, it, I mean, this goes with what you're saying. Is it, ch- it changes over time? And the first time I tried it, it, it um, tasted like, like you know, fine. Like it was perfectly palatable. Um, I wouldn't say I would like swap it for my my standard milk in my
1: coffee. <laughs> I was going to say, was it in your coffee?
0: No, I j- uh, yeah, I just had a little taste. I, I don't find it that weird or not squ- uh, that squeamish. Funnily enough, I, yeah. Alice was less interested in tasting it than than I was. Okay, I still haven't done it. I'm. Um, um...
2: It's one of those things. Oh, so you're squeamish about it? A little bit, I think, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Obviously, well, obviously... Obviously, others would have just been guzzling that. that. Do you it? know what I mean? Yes, um, Mark, have you t- t- tasted
1: it? I, I have tasted it. Yeah? Yeah. It's not... Neither here nor there for me. I, I didn't... It didn't feel offensive. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, not like it. It's almost quite watery. Yeah, but, yeah it was... And then it, I found it tasted more metallic Yeah, like on. coconut milk. No, I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, like what? coconut milk. What about... <laughs> what about human cheese? She's no, not on human cheese.
0: No, that's where we draw the line on this Ice podcast. Ice cream? No, okay. stop it. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> stop it.